0: You're listening to the Ann life podcast in this episode i'm interviewing jamie drummond the ease activator If you want to Get rid of the overwhelm in your life. This episode is for you. Stay tuned Hey, i'm jennifer blanchard the feel good life coach and the Ann life is an unconventional guide to creating the feel good life your dreams Conventional advice says if you want something you have to do more sacrifice and work harder, but that's a bunch of nonsense In this podcast, I show you how to work from the inside out to have everything you want and more. Here, you'll find a bridge between the woo-woo and the practical, so you'll know exactly how to create the life and business of your dreams. Because it's not either or, it's and. Hello and welcome to the And Life Podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Blanchard. I'm an author who helps you to manifest whatever you want without worrying about how you're going to do it and I'm really excited for today's conversation. This is um, not only one of my favorite topics and something that I'm constantly saying I want more of in my life, um, but the person I'm about to have the conversation with is someone that I've known for a while and absolutely love and just can't wait to share with you because I know you're gonna absolutely love her and everything she has to say. So without further ado, I have today Jamie German, She is a master of ease. She works with powerful people who are ready to do more and be more without it feeling like too much more. Jamie advocates for investing in ease and healing with reframes. She supports her clients in discovering they don't need validation and they can actually empower themselves. So welcome, Jamie. Hello. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here talking to you. I'm so excited to talk to you, and I, I didn't want to do too much in the intro of how long we've known each other, a really long time. We've worked together with projects and things, and, and <laughs> so this is um, this is fun. We have, haven't talked in a while, so I'm excited to yes. catch up and, and just. So, for anyone who doesn't know you, who hasn't heard your story, I would love for you to just start by telling everybody a little bit more about yourself
1: and and your journey to where you are right now. Yeah. So. Honestly, I used to make my life way harder (laughs) than it needed to be. Um, (laughs) I learned it really well through my family members, but um, I, uh, one way that I did it is constantly sacrifice myself. So I grew up believing my one talent was that I am a very good friend. I am the best friend that you could ever ask for everyone wants to be my friend. Why would you not want to be my friend? I had no life outside of the roles I played for other people. So, I was this amazing friend, sister, daughter, cousin, right? Because and the and the way I did this was not having any space for myself <laughs> and sacrifice, sacrifice, sacrifice. And I was absolutely exhausted. Um, nothing felt ease about it. Um, I convinced myself that it did, that it was the best and it was amazing. But honestly, so much of my life was like this internal pep talk. I remember walking at the mall with my cousin one day and literally saying to myself, like, Jamie, you just have to make it to that, that bench. Like that's how tired it was. Oh my gosh. So you just have to make it to that bench and then you can, we can sit down. It was, it was so much faking it, which Is not ease. It's exhausting just faking it. Yeah. So I was like, yeah. So then it was just like, okay. And then we get to the bench. I'm like, hey, let's sit down. But really, I'm like, I'm gonna die if we don't (laughs) sit down. (laughs) And so what happened was, um, I I got sick one day. Was legit like really sick, and that was the first time that since I had a cell phone, I was probably in my mid twenties. I got a cell phone when I was like eighteen. <clears throat> and I turned my ringer off when I went to bed. I know, huge yeah. deal. <laughs> and, but I really did have people calling and texting me at two, three, four, five, six in the morning, like different people, wow. because I was everybody's go-to, right? And that's also how I felt so important and worthy and valuable, right? So earning yeah. worth, value, etc., exhausting, not ease. Um, so I, I turned my ringer off. I notified people that I was turning my ringer off and I turned my ringer off when I went to sleep. And then I just never turned it back, back on when I I did that from then on, when I went to sleep, I always turned my ringer off. Um, and that was where it started. Then it was like moving into the next boundary of our, I remember somebody calling me and they needed help with something. I was like, I'm at work. I can't help you. But literally last month version of me would have been like, I'm sick. I got to go home so that I could go help this person. (laughs) And I just was like, I can't do this anymore. I just can't. And so it, it was not sustainable. And I just said, no, I can't. And then guess what? she figured it out. <laughs> she <laughs> did kidding. it without me, which before was my biggest fear though, Jen. It was like, I was afraid someone would figure out how to do it without me and then not need me. And then I'm not valuable. And then I'm not worthy. And then yeah. I'm not important. And what do I do with that? So not, that did not scream ease by any means. Um, I, I remember running into somebody from high school and they were like, Oh, what are you up to? And I listed off everything my friends were doing because I had no life (laughs) outside of what my friends were doing. It was ridiculous. So I'm grateful these things happened because it just, you know, had a big spotlight on, wow, that's it. And one of my friends said to me, so you spend your, she actually had cancer and her uh, son and she got divorced and they moved in with me. So I was taking care of them. And then my mother was also very sick and I took care of her. And she said to me one day, you're constantly taking care of everybody. And I just wonder who is taking care of you. And that was really powerful mm-hmm. for me. Yeah. even though in the moment I was like, no, I'm good. I'm good. But inside I was like, I, she knew I wasn't even taking that great of care of myself because I had no time and space for that. And she lived with me. So, so right. She, she was, she knew. And even my job was taking care of other people. I worked juvenile justice at a, a shelter. So it was very, very uh, powerful moment for me in just a passing question right and it was then that I really started shifting and um, stop enabling which I didn't realize that's what I was doing but that's exactly what I was doing and I started saying no and I started saying not right now I started saying you know it evolved from from there and then I started realizing how much peace and ease and flow that brought to my life and how much more joyful I was and how much more I enjoyed all of my relationships. And I enjoyed seeing that my friends could do things on their right. own <laughs> wow. and how they flourished without me saving them all of the time and how they were smart, capable people, <laughs>
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> which I knew they were, but then how am I important? Right. So then I also had to go in with, in, within myself and, and realize that I'm worthy as is. I'm worthy because I am, because I'm Jamie, not because of the things that I do, just because I am.
0: Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah.
1: (laughs) So I taught myself a lot of bam trees. (laughs) Yeah. That's
0: that's exactly what it sounded like. So, um, a lot of, a lot of things I want to ask you about in all of that. Um, but one first being the whole worthiness, getting validation from helping other people or from being, like kind of like a people pleaser um how when you started to set the boundaries and all that how did you really start to reprogram that internal worth around not needing to do things to be worthy because I think that one is a big one for a lot of people that was definitely a big one for me that I still work on um you know like because I was raised to believe things like work you have to work hard you have to earn things like you know so I always feel like I make things harder for myself just because I feel like I have to earn them, you know, or it's not like you didn't yeah. really you don't really deserve it
1: or you're not really worth it. so how did you it's not, it's not really yours or you push it away right. because you didn't earn it enough um yeah. yeah, so so what I did is i I feel like at first there was probably still some doing within the not doing, right like like look, I'm supporting them look. Yeah. <laughs> I'm helping by encouraging them, you know, um, I'm listening. That's what they need, it, you know, but it, it didn't have to be me actively doing things. It could be me like hype man style <laughs> being like, you've got this, you can do it, which is still, you know, me doing, I feel like, cause I feel like sometimes we want people and want ourselves to jump, jump from like zero to 10, right? Like, I'm not going to go from depression to joy in one step. Like if you just want to feel okay, that's a good step. And then once you feel okay, that's a good step. And neutral is a great step. And then eventually you can make it to the joy. That's, that's the thing is we need to honor that there can be a progression and honor the, that, that it's improvement, even though it's not where you want to be yet. Right. So that was an improvement because I could feel it in my own life that it was an improvement because I wasn't, you know, burning out my adrenals (laughs) and not sleeping and all of these things and what I, and, you know, and just noticing that I didn't have noticing like that I actually enjoyed them more. Or if it's work, like I work hard, you enjoy that you, you realize that you're actually enjoying the work when it's not quote unquote hard. Right. Which I don't think hard work is negative by any means. I don't think to me, when I think of the word challenging, I think like, Ooh, a new challenge. Like it's fun because if if you never were challenged, it'd be so boring. Yeah, totally. So boring. It's just like work hard on the things you want to work hard on, (laughs) not just stuff because it's stuff. Right. Um, and so I, I do feel like there was a transition period from that to noticing what I, what I could still be doing, even without doing. And then from there it transitioned to, I think what was helpful is for me personally, is how many people. like almost appreciate, they appreciated that i stopped doing so much. I feel like so many people were relieved that I was taking care of myself because they were actually my friends and actually cared about right. me. <laughs> yeah. Um, some people melted away, right? Some people did. And I, I couldn't even, if I would, not that I would name names, but I couldn't even name names because I wouldn't, I don't know that's how like seamless they melted away because right. they went and found somebody else to take advantage of. But... um and I I feel like I had choice back in my life, right? Which even that feels powerful. And then when you feel powerful, you feel like you have more worth and value in that way. Um, I'm sure that I saw that I saw some validation for a while from those same people that I was doing for. Like, are you good? Are you okay? I'm sure that I did that. Even I don't remember doing that, but I would be shocked if I didn't. Of <laughs> <laughs> um, just like making sure that they really, really are good, but without sacrifice. Right. Um, I just, that's what I really think, honestly, Jen, is that I don't think there's like a super straightforward answer necessarily other than we aren't going to go from, I earn worth constantly to I'm worthy the end. Like that's it. It, It's just honoring that there's going to be steps in that direction And for me personally, it was just like one day I was like, it all, nothing felt resentful. And everything I did, it felt like I was choosing to do it and not have to do it to earn. So I'm worthy. It was just like, yeah, I genuinely want to be doing this. And even from the outside looking in, it might have looked really similar. It might have looked like I still did, did, did. But the energy from which I was doing it was completely different and it didn't exhaust me and I had ease and I wasn't feeling like, why does nobody sacrifice themselves for me? (laughs) So much resentment builds with that. Um, (laughs) And, and, um, and that alone brings ease, right? A lot of times it doesn't even look different (laughs) from the outside, which can be confusing, but if it feels different, that's what matters. I completely understand that.
0: And I think that's also the the fact that you are choosing it. You're saying I have boundaries yes. in place and this is what I'm choosing to do. This is how I'm choosing to support this person or help this person or whatever you're doing and just kind of letting
1: it flow from there. Yeah. And they can ask for more, but that doesn't mean I have to give more. Right. And that's okay. It's, they're totally, you know, able to ask for more, and then I can give more or not. I can say I can say that that's as much as I can do, and then they can go ask somebody else <laughs>
0: well, i I love everything you're talking about is amazing because it, there's a lot of boundaries in it, right like upholding your own yes. boundaries, knowing what they are, and then actually upholding them, which I think that's like two separate things, really, but um, yes, being able to do that is amazing so if someone wants to start doing this in their own life, like they're listening to this, like, yeah, I need to do that. Like I need to start enforcing some of that shit. So, um, what would you say for them to start doing? Like to
1: set a boundary, to start enforcing it for themselves? Oh, there's so, I mean, there's so many different categories of boundaries. Um, I feel like you can do one of two things. You can either pick the one that's the hardest. (laughs) (laughs) Start there. Or, and start there because then everything's like, smooth is like whatever I got this after you, you know tackle the hardest or you can do the you know the quote-unquote easiest right like someone that maybe you're not as tight with that like like a lot of people have really hard times setting boundaries with like a family member and it would be easier for a friend and some people it would be vice versa right yeah um so so um you can start with that or you can start with something literally as simple as not texting people back the second they text you <laughs> yeah. just because we can be at somebody's beck and call doesn't mean that we are at somebody's beck and call right so what i would suggest is starting just with something it right again we don't want to think like all of a sudden we have powerful epic healthy boundaries the end everyone respects them that's all she wrote like we we just need to start somewhere and knowing that it's an improvement. So if before you would say yes to everything, just saying to somebody, let me get back to you, <laughs> rather than automatic yes, even if you know you're gonna say yes later, that's not the point, it's still an improvement. <laughs> yeah. That you're gonna delay the yes, um, I really do suggest that people do that. If, if you're an auto yes person, because that's not choice, if you're auto yesing, you're no longer making choices, you're just auto guessing, same with no, you're auto knowing. Um, then you say, Hey, you know what? Let me get back to you. Like those of us in partnerships, it makes it real easy to be like, Hey, I, I gotta see what they got on the calendar. They don't have anything on the calendar. <laughs> you know, it doesn't, <laughs> doesn't matter. Um, or you can say, Hey, I need to check my calendar and I'll get back to you. Or let me see if I have the capacity for that. And you can give what and what I suggest is giving a time frame, like, Oh, let me get right back to you, or, um, I'll get back to you this week or something like that. And then the tricky, the, you know, the part comes, then you actually need to follow through with that, of course. Um, but (laughs) so just to me, it's just starting somewhere. Um, for me, one of the things I started, like I said, I turned my ringer off at night when I went to sleep. That was a really big one for me. Another thing that I did is that I stopped answering the phone every time my mom called me, she would call me all day while I was at work and it was so annoying. Yeah. <laughs> and what I did is I was just like, okay, she, I told her, Hey, when I'm, I'm, if you call me and I don't answer leave a message. And then I can know what, what cause then i sometimes I call her back. If I was in a meeting, I call her back and she wouldn't remember why she called me. So then, you know, she'd call me again later when she remembers. <laughs> So I'm like, leave a message and tell me what you're calling about. And then I can call you back and we can have, you know, when I have the space. talk. Right. So she did not do that. And she just continued. So I exp- I plainly stated, said, <laughs> and she did not follow it. So what I ended up doing is she would call me and I wouldn't answer, even if I could, even if I did have the space to answer, I did not answer. I'm at work. So yeah. technically I don't, <laughs> as far right. as she's concerned, I'm busy. Right. Um, and I would say, and then I would be like, if she calls me in the next 10 minutes, the, I'll wait 10 minutes and then I'll call her back. If she called me again in the 10 minutes, the, t- the 10 minutes started over. Yeah. It's behaviorism. This is what I did. Nice. <laughs> so, um, it only took about two days And then she started just leaving me a message. And then I called her back when I was able to call her back. Um, And then my siblings and I got her to start texting instead. And then what we did there, (laughs) what we did there is all three, the older siblings and I, when she was first texting, we we would text her back right away, right? So we were rewarding her for texting because if she calls us, she might have to wait three hours to get the answer to her question, (laughs) right? But if you text me, so the first like week or so we all did it. We all text her back right, right away, really fast. So she got that instant gratification. And then gradually now we don't, you know, a week or two of that. And then we stopped doing that. Um, and now she waits and it's fine, but we really wanted to reward the texting because, (laughs) because it's so much easier if she just needs to know, like, what time are you coming? I can do without the, hey, how are you? What's going on? How's your day before that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, Especially when
0: I'm at work. <laughs> get into a 30 minute conversation when you just need to answer one quick thing.
1: Right, right. And I'm not a small talk girl. So I'm sure some people would think that's so rude. I'm just not a small talk
0: person. I know. I feel like I'm not.
1: That, that's I'm honestly not good why I it.
0: try not even to get on the phone with people as much as possible. Cause I'm like, I would rather just like text me, send me a voice message, like a voice yeah. memo on there so I can hear what you need. But like, yeah, I agree with that. Totally.
1: Yeah. I I think that we live in a world which most people are like, all right, just text me. Why are you calling me? <laughs> it's just easier. It really is. And then sometimes it's easier to talk. And then through text, you can say, hey, this would be easier to talk. <laughs> right, exactly. And then you can actually have a, a call.
0: So, okay, here here's a big thing that would come up, I think, for a lot of people in setting an actual boundary, right? So you're you're actually setting it, especially with like a family member or someone you're really close Mm -hmm. with, they have this epic amount of guilt about it. How can I say no? How can I not answer my phone when it's my mother? How can I whatever? So how would you deal with like the guilt that comes from actually upholding the boundary? At least in the beginning.
1: The guilt that would come up. Yeah. So I feel like that the guilt is self-imposed, right? It's, it's a story you're making up, um, whether it's true or not. The story, the guilt I believe comes from a story that you're making up, right? That um, about (laughs) you're making up a story about the story they're going to make up, right? They're going to think they're not important. Or what if it's an emergency or which mind you that happened in my life, like emergencies did happen, that's one of the things that i why I love texting because if some if someone calls me and I don't answer, they can text me like no, like for real, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for exactly. real, we need to talk right now um the problem with that is some people call not say it's a nine one one and and then you're like, this was not that important my bro- my brother's friend does that <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> everything to him it is important, but it's not actually important <laughs> um But you, so, you know, and I have had, I remember someone called me once and then I I silenced it. And then I was like, she doesn't call me. There's something up. And then I called her back right away, right? Because she does, and it was an emergency. So just like having that awareness, but with the guilt, that's what I think it is, is I think we make up a story. It could be, is, is the guilt stemming from, I'm supposed to be like a good blank, like that is that how you're finding I'm a good person by answering these calls right when they happen, or you know giving of yourself sacrificing yourself to me? I used to feel like the giving didn't count if it didn't feel like a sacrifice, right It had to feel terrible <laughs> basically for it to even count, and some of that's you know in the the a lot of the beliefs that I was raised around um and so it's it's usually I believe the guilt is a story that we're telling ourselves either we're telling it about ourselves or a story that we have made up that Mm. uh, about that they're thinking (laughs) they're thinking I'm not answering because what so it's I feel like noticing that there's a story happening and then my quick suggestion for that is if you notice that that's what is the story that you're making up again it could be a true story I'm not saying it's not true it could be true. They could totally be thinking that. Yeah. And are you responsible for that?
0: Right. Yeah. Exactly. So
1: even if they are thinking, I know she's not busy. Right. And like, I've read something recently that was like, don't mistake. My free time means I'm available. Right. My yeah. free time doesn't mean that I'm free. <laughs> I might need to do other things like, you know, go to the bathroom, eat snake. Yeah. <laughs> Just sit for me. I just need to sit and stare in the quiet for a minute. Like I need that. I need, I need like, like at least 10, 15 minutes of that every day or just sit in silence. No one talks. That's it. Me
0: and no I'm one... not
1: looking, no, as little simulation as possible. That's it. So it's like, I don't, I don't necessarily have that in my calendar and someone would think that that was a time they could call me, but it is not. <laughs> right. And so just, your needs are also important, right? Meeting your own needs is also important. And if you just gave and gave and gave, and then someone calls you and you don't have any more to give, you cannot answer the phone call and give to them later when you do have the capacity, but you need to fill up your capacity. Like we can't be giving, 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 and be hoping we make it to walk to the next bench <laughs> before we can sit down. That's not life. That's not a that's not a life that was ridiculous. Um, so, so to me, it's, it's noticing that, that what is the story that's happening and then what else could even, what, what else could be true? What else could be true is that they just called somebody else. <laughs> what else could be true is they didn't actually need your help. What else could be true is they butt dialed you. <laughs>
0: like yeah. That's
1: they, their, their kid call, accidentally called you, you know, I know that Teo, my son Teo has, I've like five days later see a text from somebody and I he opened it on my watch, right? And so I didn't because he doesn't play with my phone, but he'll hit my watch and I'm like, oh, he must have opened this text and you didn't see it. So I didn't see it for five days. They could have made up all sorts of stories if they wanted to about the reason I didn't respond for five days, because that's not typically me (laughs) to wait that long to respond to a text message. But it's also wasn't that important. Right and so um, I feel like that's what's happening is that we're making up a story and then calling it fact um, it might be fact and then if it you decide it is fact then then the, what's the, the story you've made up is that it's somehow your responsibility that story that they've made up yeah but it's not and it's absolutely not it's absolutely not um, and then and then you can dive into is that? is it your response? Do you, you know, is it the earning worth and the earning value? Right. A lot of times can, can dig into that as well.
0: Right. The need to respond or feeling like you need to respond or whatever it is.
1: Makes you feel important or which again, been there. I'm not judging. Absolutely been there. Um, Or even just like if you're in the habit of just being like, Oh my gosh, I have no space. I have no time. So then something happens. So you still have no space and no time, right? Um, and then you feel guilty if you have space and time, because what are you supposed to do to fill the space and time? <laughs>
0: You're right. Other than just spending all doing. your doing things for other people. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Um, so something I want to touch on before we wrap this is something that I learned from you, which has been amazing. And I, I try to use this regularly or apply it to things. So with the idea of ease in mind, so what I learned from you is taking an area of your life where you already have success, where you already have ease, Mm -hmm. where you already have something going well and figuring out what is working there and applying it to another area. So Mm -hmm. could you kind of talk about that and how someone could do that? Because I'm sure that everybody has ease somewhere in their life. Mm -hmm. They just maybe don't realize it. And so they need to really look, where do I have some ease? Like for me, that would be like my creativity. I literally could come up with an idea in two seconds when I need to, you know, it's like, that's mm-hmm. so easy for me. It's one of the easiest things that I have in my life. And yeah. I've been applying that to other areas,
1: the ease love of it, it. So I would yes. love to hear about that. Yes. Thank you. So the way, the what I realized for my own life when I did this is because I was like, why was I like... So for me, my, my partnership with my now husband, like the way that came to be was so easeful. Like (laughs) it was, you know, even just me not really wanting, like, I didn't date a lot before him because to me it was really totally, I go out with one, someone once and my intuition would say like pass. And it was, I had no problem being like, I'm over this. (laughs) Um, And a lot of that comes from the work that I have done on myself and my worthiness work and my boundaries work to be content with myself. A lot of it became with, you know, came with that, that I don't, I didn't need to add more people to be worthy, to be a whole person, et cetera.
0: Not making it mean Um,
1: anything that it didn't. Yeah. Yeah. And also I'm like, you, (laughs) I would see my, like so many of my friends and, and like, are all the years that i've known that I've, I've had some friends for like since we're four you know just like them crying over i'm like he's i remember thinking so many times like he's not even worth you crying over. exactly <laughs> like, he's not, so my thing is like i'd be like is he even worth like if he did do something rude would he even be worth crying over no like, yeah. <laughs> so i would you know i would i i did tend to to be like and um, like that with, with dating. Right. Um, and so by the time I, um, met Jimmy, I felt like I was so myself and I felt like, how did I bring that to my life? Because it wasn't, I didn't, now i like, I can receive infinite amounts of love and I haven't always been that way. And I'm that more that way after Jimmy came into my life. Um, and, and him as well. He wasn't like that before. And he's more like that now as well. Just the way that, uh, that, that came to be for us and then how we navigate our, navigate our relationship since we've been together for about nine years now, uh, and married for, f- um, f- five, five. <laughs> um, and so that was the thing that was very useful for me is that, romantic the romantic partnership team right that I had with Jimmy so what I did is I sat down and I wrote down all of the things that I did like actively did to bring that into my life and one of those things was working on myself because if you want somebody who is powerful and knows who they are and also wants to work on themselves and has goals and is kind and it's and etc then you really need to be your version of those things as well because if i'm over sacrificing blah 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 resentful why does that person want to be with me is the way i viewed that um and so i wrote down you know and i wrote down like i did not settle for average so i went on dates with people they were fine there was nothing quote unquote wrong with them it just was okay but i don't i'm i i'm more than okay alone so <laughs> pass exactly. like i don't I, I yeah average was not my thing so pass um you know I, I had i the first you know you can do it you can write like paragraph form like tell the story of it which is what i did or you could do like bullet points if that makes more sense to your brain you know and i wrote it in story form like what i did and to bring him in and then what i did at the beginning of our relationship um and to the point at the time that i did this we'd been together just like two or three years the first time I did this. And then I went through and I applied it to, I believe it was my business. And I went line by line. How, okay. So I did not waste time on average. How can that be applied to my business? Okay. I worked on myself in these ways. How can I apply that to my business? I went line by line of how I could apply that to the the area that I was wanting to improve. Um, And I came up with a nice plan for myself, (laughs) right? Because the way I see it is you have those, I have those skills obviously because I do them in this area of my life. So if I already have them, then I don't have to develop a new skill. I just have to um, shift the skill to another area. Right, so you're not ground zero. Yeah, right. You're just applying. <laughs> you're working with what you got. <laughs> area. Right, and I know a lot of people um, with businesses sometimes that oh, that start businesses. I've heard a lot of people be worried that they'll they're really good at health and fitness, and so they're they see a lot of people get really caught up in their businesses and lose their health and fitness. And I'm like, or you use it. How are you good at health and fitness?
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> and how can you use all of those skills to actually amplify your business? so that they support one another, not so it takes away from. (laughs)
0: Yeah, exactly. Like how can you apply the discipline you have to showing up and doing your workout to showing up and doing your
1: sales page or whatever it is you're doing for your business. Right. And I'm sure there's like non-negotiables within that. So then what did you make non-negotiable about, about your business? Because some things are, and some things are not (laughs) right. Or, or money, or maybe you, maybe you're great in your business and, and, you're the opposite, right? You're great with business and and all of that, but then you want to improve upon your relationship. So then, you know, you can go line by line and be like, "How? I don't feel like I like relationships are business contracts by any means. I don't. Feel, I personally don't feel like like that. I know some people do. I personally don't don't feel like that. <clears throat> but that doesn't mean you don't have skills that support you in your business that can't support you over here as you shift it to your relationship. Yeah. Um. I could, I could also, I felt like I'm really, I was a great employee when I was an employee and I could come up with all of the reasons that I was a great employee and see how they s- support me in the business, in, in my business. And, um, because of course those are even more related <laughs> to one another. Yeah, totally. I love that. That does, this has helped me a lot. Like,
0: like I said, I learned this from you in a workshop that you did a couple of years ago. And, mm-hmm. um, just, I, I try to apply it all the time. And I think about that, like, cause where is my easiest area creativity okay how can i apply what works here for this area for this area and you know it really does work it helps a lot to just think about applying things you already do well to another area that you're wanting to improve
1: and it also is evidence to you that you can have ease in your life right and it might not be it might if if you're feeling like i don't have a whole area it doesn't have to be a whole area right it it doesn't have to be like a big genre It can be smaller, you know. It can be. I'm really. I have a great morning routine, or I'm really good at my. It doesn't have to be like I'm good at routine in general. It can be like I really value what I do for myself in the morning, or I. I'm trying to think of something like more simple. You know, that's not a whole.
0: (laughs) Well, like I I was thinking something like even just like doing laundry, housework. Like, yes. I'm amazing. If you're
1: really, you, if you stay on top of your, of your laundry, th- that's like, yeah. Like, like, and you do something in, in that, that really works for you. How can you apply that? I, that's a great thing you've done for bringing that up. Cause that's one that I actually did. I used to be terrible at doing my laundry. And so then I started, I was like, how will this not, I would, Wait, you know, until everything was dirty, and then I would do the laundry. And i was oh, terrible. God. I'm terrible at putting it away. Yeah, me so too. I'm so bad at putting.
0: Oh, I was kidding. I hate it.
1: Then that I'm amazing at it. <laughs> I, it's like it's like to me putting laundry away is so painful.
0: Yeah, me too. too.
1: I hate unloading the dishwasher. It just makes me want to set myself on fire. Oh, God. so that's <laughs> so insane. with laundry, what I started doing is I was like, what if I just do on my laundry? My washer had an extra small setting. And I was like, what if I just do really small loads of laundry? And then I have like four shirts to fold, (laughs) put away. So that's what I started doing. And so I just did laundry like two or three times a week. And it would take me less than five minutes instead of Five hours to fold and put my laundry away. And it almost felt like I didn't even do it because it was so easy. So that's a great example because I, I have used that actual thing to apply in different areas of life. So I actually applied it to washing my hair because I hate washing my hair because it takes so long. And one of the reasons it takes so long is because the, my hair is curly and it gets matted, but I also don't, I really only Don't need to wash it about once a week, but then I was like, you know what? If I wash it a little more often, it's a lot easier to comb out. (laughs) Right, and it it takes less time, and I don't have to like have a whole evening dedicated to my hair if I just wash it a little more often. So, and I got that from my laundry experience. That's exactly where I got it from.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I thank you
1: for that example. Everybody has
0: something something yeah. in their life that is easy to them and it feels easy
1: yeah or maybe it wasn't always easy to it doesn't have to naturally be easy it can be right. something yeah. that you taught yourself ease around or you taught yourself a system and then write out what it is and see how can you can apply it to something else that you want a more easeful system to yeah And I love this because
0: there's this saying in the coaching world that drives me absolutely insane, which is, what got you there won't get you where you want to go or whatever. I'm saying it wrong. But basically, like, what got you here won't get you there. And Mm -hmm. I think that is the most ridiculous thing ever. And I hate when people say it. And I always say, what got you here will get you there if you apply it there. (laughs) Like,
1: Right, right. It's an evolver. it'll be an evolved evolved version of it. Yeah. Because... We like I, I mean the new, you're, different because, yeah, you're different. Yeah. And it, again, it would be so boring if it was exactly the same. Like repeat. So boring. <laughs> so, boring. <laughs> so yeah, I agree. I agree. It's just like the new and improved version. Just like they they did an iPhone and then they improved it a little bit and then they improved it a little bit and they proved it. They aren't completely different. They're a little better.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. And that little better makes a huge difference for some things.
1: Yeah, yeah, and, and you might wait till you know two or three new betters before you go to the new better, and that's great too. <laughs> that's yeah, totally. I actually never know which version I have
0: the oh, on the phone. Yeah, I usually keep my phone for like four
1: years, I think. <laughs> so yeah. I get the one with the big storage so that I know like I'll be good to go. Yeah, I, I I don't ever know. They always have to tell me which phone I have. Yeah, I don't know, but I do need a new phone, but. <laughs> Right. But hopefully I can find one that's a little, and a little better (laughs) than this one.
0: (laughs) Well, this has been so great. I love the idea of ease and I'm, I'm excited that you were here talking about this with us. So if people want to learn more about how to have ease in their life, how to work with you, learn more about what you do, find you online, where can they do that?
1: Well, my, my website is jamiedrummond.com and it's, my name is spelled J-A-I-M-E like Jaime. So jamiedrummond.com. I also have, um, my paid program is called Mastering Ease. Um, I just... Uh, love teaching people how to become their own masters of ease because ease is in the eye of the beholder. What is ease to me is not ease to you. Someone else, they would hear that laundry story and they'd be like, pass. I'd so much rather do everything at once because they're batchers, right? Yep. That would be more ease to them. Awesome. Right? Because it isn't a formula. It's not a, you know, it's ease is in the eye of the beholder. So we need to teach. I love teaching people to be a master of. a of ease in their life that works for them (laughs) yeah um on instagram i am my handle is i am jamie drummond yeah that's it i am jamie drummond we'll put all this in the show notes so everybody can (laughs) click links to find things yeah so um yeah so i i appreciate being here i'm so happy to be here i love spreading ease like i feel so fulfilled when i'm able to help people um and help support people in and things just being a little bit easier, have a little more ease. And and like I said, it's not it's not that I feel like life is going to be necessarily easy. Um, we didn't get into that, but I do know that life is not always easy. I've I've had some some very very serious hardships myself, and I also know that the work I have done on ease helped me do that hard 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 thing with the most ease as possible. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you, Jen. All right,
0: guys. Well, that is the end of the episode. I am so grateful that you were here. And if you enjoyed this, be sure to share it and leave a review. And of course, be sure to try this exercise of applying ease from one area or one particular activity to other areas that you want to improve, because I promise you it works and it's going to make your life way better. So do that for sure and definitely go check out Jamie online. And until next time, remember feeling good is the point and the path. Thanks for listening to the and life podcast. My mission is to raise the vibe of the planet and make it normal for people to have it all and feel good in the process. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love for you to leave a positive review and share the link with your friends so they can listen too. for more from me, Be sure to visit my website jenniferblanchard.net and join my free Facebook group, The Feel Good Life Club.